0: The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc.
1: The less your business spends, the more margin you keep. But today, everything costs more. So smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle.
2: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at slash Metaverse Impact.
0: Let's get to our guest, David Kotok, CIO and Chairman of Cumberland Advisors. David, thank you very much for taking out the time on a Sunday. Well, yeah, it's a whole new week. Uh, you can get. Aggressively short here, you can try to ride this out to a certain degree, or you can try to be more opportunistic. What suits Mr. Kotok at the moment?
1: Well, Brian, reach thank you for having me on uh, your show right after the Jackson Hole
0: <laughs> <meeting>. Pressure's on. <laughs>
1: uh, I'm, I'm thinking we should all get on that moon rocket because we're going to need to get away from the trouble ahead. Uh, markets responding as expected. Um, you just reported the picture in the futures market, and I think two things take away from Jackson Hole are important. Powell was clear, short, bitter, not sweet, and right to the point. Any doubts about Federal Reserve policy now? should be set aside but the Saturday sessions which you just reported the results about say the world is in tightening mode with the exception of Japan and so the hard currencies around the world the euro Swiss franc if we look around the world we have 80 countries now Tightening policy in one way or another. Japan's the only exception. And what that says is global slowdown, global headwinds. And that's what markets have to face, whether they like it or not.
3: Okay, definitely. But that was the case before uh, Jackson Hole. But, I mean, how did he materially change the narrative in your view, David?
1: He reaffirmed 2% Targeting, he drew a line in the sand about it. So we set aside this notion that maybe the Fed will accept three or four percent inflation. That's out. The second thing he said is we may have to do this longer than market agents think. We may be in this business of tightening for a while, and then we had the Loretta Mester. Uh, interview following in which she said, look, we may be at 4% on a policy rate for a long time or for a sustained mm. period, words to that effect. Uh, I heard all that and I took my policy target treasury yield curve above 4% on all but- maturities.
0: Yeah, that's interesting because the bond market didn't really share your view. It didn't really change too much at the long end, right?
1: Well, the bond market's reaction was an interesting one. When the stock market sold off, there was a flight to quality. But you just reported a key data point, in my opinion. You reported the dollar-yen rate at 137, Mm -hmm. and the yen – and Kuroda's currency and yield curve control now become the f- only funding currency for the world. That says to me, dollar, yen, you we could be 150 before this is all over wow. until Japan changes policy. We've got a. Yeah, transition here.
0: So so David, we heard from Elizabeth Warren there, the senator, and I'm wondering whether or not you think that there's a political element here that is going to start building on the Fed and on the Biden administration.
1: Well, I certainly expect that. Uh, Elizabeth Warren being uh, at one end of the spectrum, but the next two months where you have the run up to the midterm elections. It's not clear now. Uh, there was a, a, an expectation maybe a, a month or two ago that Republicans would sweep both chambers. I'm not so sure about that now. In fact, one could argue the Senate may stay, uh, not only stay, but pick up a Senate seat. I'm not so sure about the House. So that, that has an impact. And for sure, Uh, anything in the financial world and the Federal Reserve become convenient targets for politicians every single cycle. No reason to think this will be any different. David,
3: the thing is, though, that uh, uh, markets don't seem to mind gridlock. In fact, there's evidence to suggest that they actually quite like it.
1: I I think you're right, Reesh. I mean, if the if the Democrats get the Senate, pick up a seat or two. And the House becomes Republican, and that's possible. Uh, The Trump damage from all the disclosures doesn't seem to reach to the congressional races in the Republican-oriented districts. Uh, So we may have gridlock. Maybe that's a good thing. They can't do as much damage when they don't have a supermajority of either party.
0: Now, in terms of of the hawkishness from the Fed, uh, we knew it was there, but we got confirmation from the chair himself. And, And the main transmission mechanism for us out here in Asia may well be the strong dollar. The dollar gained half a percent or so. And I'm wondering, you know, on the Bloomberg dollar spot index, we're bumping up against the highest levels that we've seen in many, many years. We peaked up here in 2020, made a go at it just a couple of months back, and uh, we're back at close to 1300 on the Bloomberg dollar spot. Do you think that this is the time that, you know, it's almost impossible to bet against the dollar at the moment?
1: Uh, I I don't bet against the dollar. I, I see the dollar as the – you can be – anti-dollar and say it's the least worst or you can be pro-dollar and say it's the best the outcome is the same when we look about the world and the structure of reserves the dollar emerges as the choice Um, there's an interesting disconnect now because reserve currencies used to function to counterbalance trade and that worked well in an expanding globalization, integration, lower protectionism world. But the world is going the other way now. And therefore the nature of the structure reserve currencies changes. Um, The most reliable policy currency emerges and becomes the desirable place to hold value And so that's very favorable for the dollar well
3: it's not been very favorable to the euro has it i mean we're sub parity and people suggesting there's more pain in store and uh, they could well be right uh, david given what's been happening in terms of uh, what is likely to happen in the winter an energy crisis which is looming larger and larger and and david i mean the thing is the euro area will get it bad so will the uk in fact uh, we've got households being warned that their gas bills and power bills are going to increase by 80% at the start of October. I mean, this is really, really very worrying.
1: Uh, I agree, Rish. I I think we're in for a rough period of time. And Mr. Putin's models and how he's applying his policy around the world is raising energy prices and making things more difficult, starving people. The Putin Mm -hmm. famine is spreading. You just talked about food earlier in the in uh, on Bloomberg and that's the world that we confront it's not a pretty picture at all we hold a cash reserve in our U.S. equity ETF portfolio it's about 37 38 cash I haven't been that high in a very long time and our sector choices are really limited now aerospace defense look at what you've been reporting about the world healthcare, climate renewable, sensitive areas. No banks, no interest sensitives. David,
3: thank you so much for that. David Kotok there from uh, Cumberland Advisors. This is Bloomberg.
2: Osage County, Oklahoma is getting a lot of attention right now. It's the setting of Martin Scorsese's latest film, Killers of the Flower Moon. The movie is based on a book about the 1920s Osage murders